Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM. This is Charger Rundown. I'm Reagan Genchieski. And I'm Calvin McNelly with all things Charger Sports. This Tuesday, the Charger volleyball team traveled to Grand Rapids for a showdown with the Panthers of Davenport University. Senior Alyssa Van Wienen led the way for the number 17 Chargers with 17 kills and 5 blocks in a clutch performance. Caroline Shelton notched her 10 double-double of the season, adding 17 kills and 14 digs. Despite dropping two sets, the gritty Charger volleyball team defeated Davenport 3-2. Friday brought another hungry GMAC foe for the Chargers as they hosted the Cedarville Yellow Jackets in Don Tibbetts Potter Arena. The Chargers again relied heavily on senior Lindsey Mertz, who notched 38 assists for the Charger offense. Outside hitter Maggie DePore had an impressive outing with nine kills in a dominant offensive performance by the Chargers. It was an all-around impressive game by the Chargers, who beat the Yellow Jackets in three sets. Saturday, the Chargers played host to the Ohio Dominican Panthers, finishing up an exciting parents weekend at the college. The Chargers dominated the visitors, never allowing more than 17 points in any set. Charger offensive attack would prove too potent for the Ohio Dominican Panthers, ending in a 3-0 victory. In Saturday, the Hillsdale College football Chargers hosted the Walsh University Cavaliers for their third home game of the 2021 season. A field goal on their first drive would be the only points Walsh would be able to score as the Charger defense notched another impressive performance on an already impressive year. Hillsdale would go on to turn over the Cavaliers five times and only allowed 91 rushing yards the entire afternoon. Redshirt freshman Jackson Gillick led the defensive effort with three interceptions, adding another excellent performance for the Chargers secondary. Offensively, the Chargers relied heavily on running back Logan Van Eckenvoort, who gained 51 yards on eight carries and helped seal the game for the Chargers down the stretch. Charger special teams continued to be a problem for opponents as a blocked punt in the third by junior Nick Gers and 44 average punt distance by senior Jack Shannon left Walsh off balance the entire contest. In the end, the Chargers were able to defeat the Walsh Cavaliers 20-3, extending their winning streak to three games. The Chargers will host the Lake Erie College Storm next weekend at home. And speaking of Charger football, we are joined in studio this week with a very special guest, fifth-year senior on the football team, John Pearson. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing doing even better than I'm here with you guys. So So happy to have you here. Uh, I know this is just going to be a a fun episode. I know that... You and Cal are good friends. So, John, let's look at the football game that you guys played yesterday. First of all, congratulations on the win. Thanks so much. And you played Walsh. You you handed it to them. What was it like preparing this week, going into the game? You know, you're behind your your second conference matchup, and you're behind a third-string quarterback. And you know that's going to be your quarterback probably for the rest of the season now. Uh, What was the team's mindset going into this game, and how did you guys prepare? Well, we always know that Walsh, I think Cal can probably agree with this, Walsh is a pretty chippy team. They usually put together a pretty tough game, pretty tough schedule for us. So, um, yeah, they're never a team that we can take lightly. And honestly, like, I, I have complete confidence in in Garrett. Garrett's been doing a great job um, stepping up since Luke and Jake are both down. But um, I think our mindset this week was just, you know, make sure we're taking them seriously, make sure we're, we're checking all our boxes, make sure we're as crisp as we were against Tiffin, um, you know, pull out the win. And that was obvious. I mean, people stepped up Saturday. People made some really good plays. And I think we were pretty sound for the most part. And you guys went down uh, three to nothing. We were actually finished our first softball game and we checked the score and everyone's like, they're losing. What was the vibe on the sidelines when you are down in the beginning of the game to a team you know that you should hand it to? Honestly, like what I felt and how I feel we should be on, during most games is like it's just you know we can't we can't be getting wrapped up about the score we can't be you know 
too concerned about what's going on. We need to keep our heads kind of level and keep attacking next play, next play, next play. You know, I think a lot of teams get messed up when they start freaking out. They're like, oh, we're down to a team we should definitely be handling. Oh, we're down to a team that's probably going to kill us. It's like if you get ahead of yourself, you're going to start losing. And I think it's just best to kind of control. And I was really proud of our team because we were, we were just like, okay, that's what's going on right now. Let's attack the next play and let's 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 just you know keep pushing ourselves and let's, let's go. Let's not get worried. And you had a, a great performance this week, nine tackles. Uh, what did you do or what was your mindset in the game to help you perform that way? Yeah, so I struggle a lot with, like, performance anxiety. I think, like, a lot of people kind of you – know, It's so common. Yeah, it's just, like, you get out there and you're like, oh, I want to perform. I want to do the best I can do. And you get so wrapped up in that that you start – getting way too much in your head every bad play you have is like a is like a game ender for you and you just want to shut down but I think I kind of forced myself to just take deep breaths and remember I got to play each play like it's a new play and um I think that's kind of what like uh helped me you know play as well as I did I think and I completely relate to you in terms of performance anxiety. I saw an Instagram a po- a Instagram post about it, I think last spring, and I was like, oh, that's totally me. What do you do to help combat that? So I, what I started with doing is just like, you know, make sure I'm focusing on my breath. Um, I know a lot of people do like, like kind of think about like a happy place in their life. So me, um, my girlfriend Caroline and I, we went to on this awesome hiking trip um, to the UP, um, last fall break to Porcupine's, Porcupine Mountains. Um, and so there's like this scene that I have in my mind of this big lake and this like kind of crater and all the trees are like, it's like autumn trees. It's like orange and orange and yellow. It's great. And that's kind of what I think of. I just kind of close my eyes. I inhale and I exhale and I think of that. And that's usually a pretty good way for me to kind of just calm myself down just like a little bit to take the edge off. So, yeah, it's so interesting to hear you talk about that because I think, especially at Hillsdale, the, the people here, and if you talk to any athlete here, you know this, but they care so much about the school, their teammates, and what they're doing, and they see all those things together. And so, you know, if you're going out there, you want to represent your teammates the best you can, and your school, and, you know, and your family, and all this stuff that's going on in your head, and you're right, you have to be able to compartmentalize and, you know, try to find something you know, you know, every play is important for sure, but there's always the next one after that, which right. is so absolutely. You know. If you like focus too much on it and you get too freaked out, you're just gonna have a heart attack and not do anything. So exactly, exactly. So important to calm yourself down. Yeah, and then I, I wanted I wanted to talk to you because we we're talking about preparing for the game a little bit, and um, people close to the program might know this, but we've had um, unfortunately your your coach for the linebackers um, this year. He's had some health issues, Coach yeah. Blanche, and I think he's doing a little bit better, but he wasn't around as much this week. And um, talk a little bit about um, the experience that he brings to the table, and you know, Coach Coach Stevo has has stepped in and done a really good job for you guys, but it's still you know we're, we're without you know, someone who really meant a lot for the, to this program for a really long time. Mm-hmm. Talk a little bit about that and, you know, maybe maybe a way he's, you, you miss him as, as you're preparing for, you know, the week. Now that you are, you know, an, an older player, you've got to be with Coach Blanche for a long time. Talk a little bit about maybe something that you, you missed about him during the week or as you're preparing for a game like this. Yeah, so I think one of the, one of the things that I value most about his influence is he brings a level of, of like, composure um, he's always like kind of calm, cool and collected. Um, anytime you mess up or you, you don't know what you're doing, he's very calm in explaining to you what you did wrong and what you can do to fix that. Um, 
sometimes it's frustrating when coaches they just snap when something's something goes wrong and that's not really constructive but he does a really good job of of kind of teaching through his coaching and that's one of the things I miss about him is he's he's very constructive in the way he um, coaches his players and you know I we, we all miss him a ton and we're we're praying for him every day we wish he could be out there with us so for sure and I, I'm not even in his position group and I totally agree we definitely miss coach Blanche a lot and, and I know if he if he if there's any way he could be out there for sure mm-hmm. he would be um, and, and especially in your position, you're, you play linebacker um, for the Chargers, and so that's kind of the quarterback of the defense. You do you do pretty much everything: your pass coverage, run, mm-hmm. run support, all those types of things. As you are a you know older player leader on this team now, and you're and you're kind of you know hopefully at this point in a, in a career of a person, you kind of are a master in the defense, right? You've been doing it for a long time, but it's a hard position, right? It, it, it's it may be, it, it, it's yeah. really hard. Yeah. It's really hard. So. Sorry, no, 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 in high school, I didn't even <laughs> I didn't even play linebacker in high school. I played like pretty much D end. So coming in and trying to learn the whole linebacker system here was impossible. It took me like three years before I even half understood what was going on. And a testament to Blanche, it's just like he does a really good job of just trying to get you to like just like like sink or swim sort of mentality. Like he's gonna throw you in there and he's gonna make sure that you kind of figure out what you're supposed to do. Now he's gonna trust you and play you, but and, that, and that's like the only way, right? Because you have to do it at full speed. It's the only way. Yeah, yeah. yeah you you can't you if you if you. I, I had a coach in high school, and he would say this, and it was so funny. But he said, "If you're thinking, you're stinking. You gotta go. You gotta." <laughs> we go. had so the same. We talk about that yep. same quote. We do quote of the day, and someone brought that up. You just can't think. Yes. Yeah. But like, how do you? There's an art. You have to master the art of not yeah. thinking. Mm-hmm. It's like getting to like a flow, and so you're just reacting. You just see something. You know what you're supposed to do, and automatically you just go. Mm-hmm. That's. It's so it's like so because you can't. It's so hard to get to that point, but once you're there, you know you're there. So, talking to John Pearson on Charger Rundown Radio Free Hillsdale one hundred one point seven FM. John, let's take it back to the beginning. Uh, how did you really get into football and choose this uh, fun, maybe America's favorite sport? Oh my God! So uh, I actually, when I was in like second grade, zero friends. No friends. So I hope lonely. I find that hard to believe. <laughs> Zero friends. My only way of getting friends was through like sports. So um, my dad was like, hey, do you want to play flag football? I was like, hey, sure. And so I, I need friends. Yeah. And now I get, now I, I get to meet friends and um, I get to play football and I haven't stopped playing since. So great. Do you okay. have maybe a favorite football memory or play throughout all of your years of playing? Um. So when I was a so when I was a senior in high school, I'll go with that one. When I was a senior in high school, we won state championships. Not one, not two. How many how many times, Cal? It, it was three times. It was three times, three times <laughs> state championships. Um, but we my senior year we won it, and we were like we had a horrible um, regular season, and um, we somehow worked our way through the playoffs and won a state championship. And I don't know why, it's just so funny to me because I just started crying like a baby. Like after we won, mm-hmm. I was sobbing like uncontrollably. It was, I don't know why, it always just, I'll, I'll never forget that feeling of just like relief and like happiness. It was, I'll never be able to feel that again, I don't think. We won the state championship my senior year um, cool. for softball and it was like a whole thing we had been building to. Mm-hmm. And I cried I the cried second too. we got the last out. Yeah. I, I ended up getting the last out and Sweet. I don't even I ended up in left field and I was the center fielder I I was somewhere I wasn't supposed to be just Mm -hmm. because I was so determined but just tears were running down my face I couldn't even tell anyone why and my coach was like Mm -hmm. be happy and I was like I don't know I feel like that's uh, like 
a thing that people don't realize about sports is there's so much pressure like in your head like people around you it's it's crazy and it like builds up and when it's finally like released in like a positive or negative way it just like rushes out of you it's crazy it's like thank goodness yeah, yeah. do you have someone in your life who has influenced your football career maybe more than anyone else hmm let me think I mean I could say I mean, there's like, like obviously many coaches have had their own personal influences. Um, but I'm trying to think of like someone in particular, I don't know. It's a hard question. Yeah. And I think like I, we are supposed to do it in my advanced public speaking class. And I think this kind of, I knew I was throwing you a hard question. <laughs> we have to do a tribute speech at the end of the year to someone who's really impacted our life. Mm-hmm. And it's hard for me to pick one parent or the other. Because I was like, I couldn't pick my dad because my mom would feel bad. And I can't pick my mom because my my dad would feel bad. And we do it with them there. And so I'm having this hard time of choosing who will I invite to Hillsdale because there have been so many influential people. So I think that's also a tribute just to sports that every coach you come across, I think, is influential in their own way. Right. They leave like little different nuggets of knowledge to you and you kind of take those and... Yeah, it's hard to kind of pin one person down as having a massive influence. I'm sorry, I have a bad answer. No, you're no, it's it's yeah. a good answer. Yeah. It's a definitely a hard question. And talk about, well, so you like you said you won three state championships. Three, three. Yeah, he has. A, have a, you seen like the hoodie or is it a jacket? It's a jacket. The which one are you talking about? Can well, I? The, the, okay, well, can I ask? So, yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. I do want to hear about the hoodie. Everyone wants to hear about the hoodie. John keeps looking at Cal and going, "How many? Three? And then Cal's like, three. What's the story there? Why? So, oh, I do the jacket. Yeah, yeah. So I have this, I have this cool winter jacket um, that one of the the assistant athletic directors gave me when I graduated from my high school, and it's got like all of our state, cha- like all of the high school state championships mm-hmm. on it, and I was a part of um, three of those teams. So, yeah. And you tell everyone. I tell everyone because it's really cool what you did in high school. You can't college. close everyone, the yearbook. Everyone you can't cares. close the yearbook. Exactly. Everyone cares so much about it. So. But but you were a very I mean obviously a winning program yeah a very successful yeah, yeah, program yeah. when you looked at Hillsdale did you see when you were recruit during the recruiting process did you see aspects of your of your older program in the in Hillsdale did that bring you here was that an important oh. part so fun fact my head coach in high school was actually roommates with head coach Keith Otterbein so no way yeah, so small world but you can totally tell the same kind of mentality um, my high school coach brought to his team. Um, Coach Otterbein brings to his team. It's kind of like discipline, doing things the right way. It's not about you. It's about the team. And those are those are really, really valuable um, lessons to learn, not only in football, but in life in general. So, I mean, it's definitely something, you know, think about. But. And I remember during my, you know, recruiting time, and I'm sure you will agree with us, that when you're in a program and you're around the people who are around it, it's very apparent right away okay, this is a place where the guys go and they, you know, they take care of their business or it's, or it's not really that serious. You know what I'm saying? Yes. And it's hard to maybe to put a finger on, but I, I totally agree. I think, and Hills does a really good job of, okay, this is a serious program and we're going to do, you know, we're, this is what we're doing and we're going to do it right. You know, yeah. I think that's, I think that's so, I think it's so, so cool. Maybe let's go to um, the classroom a little bit. People may not know this, but John, is it is it international oh business and Spanish. and Spanish and Spanish? So John, semi- major, 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 major. By the I way, not know a that. Term. Very so, smart, very talented. It's, it's <laughs> so true. Many say this, um, 
But so so you're you why why did you decide to choose Spanish? Do you have any Spanish heritage? Or do, are you, <laughs> do you are, 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 what, what what was the what was the what was um, the reason by that decision? So I was set to be a finance major and I wasn't that great at finance. So I was like, I'll do this one because I like Spanish. It's not that it's not that bad. I can usually do it. Um, and I don't mind business, but don't really want to do finance. So that's kind of kind of kind of cut it in the middle. Met myself halfway with the international business and Spanish degree. So we should run like an ancestry dot com here on you. Like that's that's what I feel like we're doing. Yeah. Asking you if you have any heritage. Interesting. <laughs> My mom is Canadian. So. Okay. <laughs> Relevant information. <there. laughs> so, but, and it's so funny because we, me and John, we live together. We're the same house. And same house, the same other same. day I, um, I, my printer. So when the printer is out of paper, it, it will not print the, the job that's mm-hmm. on and it'll, and it'll wait until you pour paper in. And so John, apparently that morning without my knowledge had nice, gone to the yeah. printer, attempted to print something in Spanish. It didn't print cause there was no paper in it. I came back later that night. Put paper in. <laughs> oh, and it's in Spanish. So like, oh, it's it's John. John, I left you a treat. Did oh, you, you didn't like think? <laughs> see, I would have been like, oh, my printer's talking to me. <laughs> <Someone> <laughs> and, and, and and then, but I because that's what I thought. Where I, that's where I thought this was going. Like, you were gonna get this, and you're gonna be like, oh gosh, like John, my printer's talking to me. Like, you run to John to translate it. Yes. And then John's like, no, it's just my Spanish homework. It's a death threat to Cal in Spanish. (laughs) (laughs) The cartels. (laughs) Everything's fine here. Uh, Talking to John Pearson, Radio Free Hillsdale, 101.7 FM, Charger Rundown. John, uh, we did talk about how you didn't really have friends um, in middle zero, school. <laughs> zero friends. Still don't. I have to pay people to be my friends. <laughs> I wish that's exactly where I was going. Uh, you are in a fraternity yes, on campus. Exactly. You, your words, not mine, pay to have your friends. Exactly. And it consists of many of the football players on yes, campus. Uh, how has that maybe helped your team being in a fraternity with your teammates, but also getting to play with them? Uh, or has it not helped I your team? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if it's helped at all. But um, I th- actually, I think it's really good for uh, freshmen who are they're coming into the school and they don't know anybody. And I think the frat, uh, the fraternity provides a really good way for them to kind of get to know the other freshmen um, outside of the context of football. So I think that's probably you know, a good way, kind of like builds unity within the the younger, the younger um, or the the uh, what what's the word for the freshmen. Whoa. The freshman. Community? Underclassmen. Yeah. The underclassmen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh. Um, so. How's like, Sorry. Sorry. No, I was going to say, is that what drew you to DSP? Or? Oh, no. All my friends were all my friends were in it, and so I was just like, oh, might as well. You I really, needed I really, someone <laughs> to sit with that lunch. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, I'm in, I'm in DSP also, and I, I, I would agree. I think it's a good way to meet to meet people and especially you know and you can relate to this reagan as athletes we don't you know necessarily you're you're busy yeah. all the time and you get home from practice and now it's time to do homework you know yes. that's how that works so you, you mentioned um you mentioned your date caroline and that's your caroline happy, shelton caroline shelton yes on the volleyball team and she's we we very we, good at volleyball very good at volleyball has she been yeah. on the show yet no no we got to we got to make that happen well the It'll thing happen. is so listen so every week we read the stats of the week and it's like Oh, Caroline Shelton had another great game. We're very surprised. Surprise, 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 surprise. Is anyone surprised? No one's surprised. No one's surprised. No one's surprised. So, so talk to talk a little bit about that. She is she has been a star here. What's it like dating? You know, the MVP yeah. of the volleyball. It's team? it's cold living in the shadow of Caroline Shelton <laughs> for sure. But um, no, it's honestly it is so much fun to watch 
like her and the team go out there and just smoke random GMAC teams. I love it. It's actually so much fun. It's entertaining. Um, she always gets fired up too, and she gets a big big spike or something too. So I love it. Well, speaking of Caroline, uh, we're doing a new thing this week where I was going to be a little bit of a surprise, but Cal led into it perfectly. We had some guests send in some questions for you, John, uh, because it wouldn't be fun if just Cal and I came up with the questions. So Caroline um, did have some requests for you. Oh, no. So hard-hitting questions. Might get kicked off the air for this. John, she would like to know who hurt you so badly (laughs) that you felt the need to take up arguably the most dangerous sport in America? That's such a good question. <laughs> We're, me and my therapist, my parents are still trying to work that one out. Um, but yeah. Okay. She also wants to know, how, how do you hype yourself up to run at someone full speed and hit them? Yeah. So <laughs> I was actually talking to my friend, Jacob Umholtz, and he was telling me that the punt returner for, I think, the Colts, every time he goes out there, he tells himself, uh, I don't care if I die. My life doesn't matter. And then he goes and returns a punt. That's insane. Are you kidding me? What? <laughs> that is, you don't do that. No, I don't do that. Oh my God, no. And uh, a good friend of Caroline's, another player on the volleyball team, Maggie DePore, also sent in a question this week. <laughs> she says, John, if you could be a superhero, what superhero would you what be? What superhero would I be? Um, I'll tell you, the first one I wouldn't be would be Batman. Because <laughs> he's not a superhero. He's just wealthy. He's just rich. He's just rich. <laughs> How's that a power? <laughs> not a power. I mean, um, you had to be a powerful person to become rich. I guess, but you can, just eat, but you can also be slimy and horrible and unvirtuous. Okay. <laughs> um, <Yeah>. Carry on. <laughs> I'm trying to think because I definitely have a good answer, but I'm definitely going to spit out like Spider-Man or something. I love Spider-Man. That's Spider-Man's my good, but he's basic. He's funny. I love Tom Holland. I'd probably be Spider-Man, actually. <laughs> Spider-Man. Spider-Man's pretty cool. <laughs> well, there you have it. John Pearson, Spider-Man, Spider-Man. also fifth-year senior and star on the football team. John, thank you so much for being on Charger Rundown. Thank you so much. For and thank you for listening to Charger Rundown on Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM.